Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In chapter 12 of his work on controlling anger, Plutarch is going to focus in on one of the main causes for people becoming angry, and he's drawing on other thinkers who have come before him. In that very chapter, he mentions Jerome, who was an Aristotelian, whose work on anger, unfortunately, is lost. Some of the things that Plutarch is saying echo things that Aristotle earlier had said in Rhetoric Book 2, and and he is providing us with a way of understanding how we can avoid becoming angry or as intensely angry if we can see one of the main causes for anger. So cut off the cause, cut off the effect. So he's looking or literally theorizing about the origin, the genesis, the coming to be of anger itself. And he says something very interesting here that is worth noting. He tells us that there are multiple causes, right? A cause is itia in Greek. And he says that there's different causes for different people to become angry. So it's not as if there's one single button that we can push all the time. But then he goes on and he says, for the most part, in most cases, in the majority of cases, however we want to translate this, epiekos hapasi, right? So what is it that actually brings about anger? It could be all sorts of things, but the common thread seems to be a belief, a doxa or appearance, if you like, a belief of what? That somebody is showing contempt, kataphronesthai, that is, that one is being looked down upon. Kata is downward, phronesthai is, you know, to, to think about or to look at or to regard. So being regarded as lesser, being looked down upon, or neglect, amalesthai. So malaya is care, concern, paying attention to, prioritizing. So a lack of being prioritized or cared for by others. So, you know, you could translate this as contempt and neglect as it is in many of the translations. And it's by other people. These are passive verbs, which imply that somebody is doing something to you. So he says that this is something that very often happens. And I'm actually going to skip a little bit to later on at the very end of this section. He says, if we consider ourselves despised, we will not only harshly treat people who are close to us in the same household, you could say, wife or spouse and servants and friends, but also we're going to, now look at this list, we're gonna fall out with innkeepers and sailors and drunken mule drivers. We even rage against dogs that bark at us and asses that jostle us, like the man who wished to beat the ass driver. But when the driver cried out, I am an Athenian, indicated the ass and said, you at any rate are not an Athenian, and then began be beating the ass, the animal, the beast of bird, 
deluded, right? So if we do allow ourselves to think that we are being treated with contempt or carelessness or something like that, people aren't giving us our proper respect, we're going to get ticked off and blow up and act like jackasses in relation to them. So what can we do? He tells us that one of the things we really need to do is when we're starting to become angry, he says, we should assist those who endeavor to avoid anger. We should come to their aid by removing as far as possible the act, the, the action, the praxin that rouses anger from any suspicion. Suspicion of, of what? Of sliding oligoria in this case. Oligoria, by the way, was sort of the overarching, you could say, category that contempt fit into for Aristotle. Plutarch seems to be using it more or less along the same lines as showing contempt or neglect, right? So any amount of, or any suspicion of slighting on the other person's part, not treating us the way we need to be treated, or arrogance, thrasutes, right? Uh, you could say overconfidence, being full of oneself is another way of expressing it. So how do we remove this suspicion when we're talking to another person? We say, oh, no, 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 that's not the case. Or talking to ourselves. Well, we are talking about motives here. So we need to attribute different motives, which may or may not be the, the case. I mean, it could be that somebody actually is being a jerk to us deliberately, but it might be a whole bunch of other things. And so he gives us a list of different things that we could assume that it is. We impute it to ignorance, agnotas, not knowing something. Like, so somebody says something bad about philosophers to me. Well, they don't know that I'm a philosopher, right? Uh, or they don't know that uh, I'm touchy about that sort of thing. Or what else? Ignorance, necessity, needing to say something. Thrasutetos, right? Or ananke in this case, right? Or pathos, emotion. It could be that they're angry themselves. So they say something mean to me because they're mad. The bus left them in the ditch. They've got all these packages that they're trying to take care of and the rain is coming down and they're all pissed off and they, they yell at me, right? I could say, well, they're suffering from a passion or maybe they're sad, they're depressed, or maybe they're drunk and enjoying themselves too much. So they say jackass things to me and I can let that slide in that case, right? What else could it be? Bad luck or mischance as it's being translated here, dustuchian. Now, tuche is chance or luck in Greek, right? And so dus is bad. Dustuchia means like, well, things didn't go the way that you had actually planned them to go. So, you know, you're walking along and you bump somebody. You didn't mean to bump them. You just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That would be a good example of a dustuchia, bad luck. So if we attribute these things to the people instead of sliding or contempt or arrogance or, you know, neglect of us, then we're not going to get mad or we're not going to get as mad with them. And he goes on and he says that, you know, when people are being humble with us and saying, oh, I'm sorry, then they don't show contempt to us. They actually show us that we matter. And so he says, when he, is, he who has done an injury shows himself humble, he removes all notion of contempt. But we shouldn't have to wait for others to humble themselves or apologize. According to Plutarch, when we're angry, we can actually like take some control over our own life and emotions and decide not to consider 
nomizen in Greek, not to deem ourselves to be despised by these other people. Instead, now here's where it gets kind of funny. He actually uses the same term. He says we should despise or contempt. We should look down on these other people who we think are looking down on us as acting from something bad on their own part. We could say sort of similar to the advice that like the Stoics provide. We can say, oh, you poor bastard. You can't do anything other than you're doing. Why? Well, there's a whole list of six different things here, two of which have to do with age, right? One is old age, eros, and the other one is childishness. So we can say that somebody is being like a senile old person forgetting things like forgetting who we are, or we could say, ah, you know, they're acting like a child. No, no big deal, right? We don't have to get upset with them. And what are the other things? Well, weakness, asthenian, maybe they don't take stress very well. Maybe they don't take challenges or setbacks or, you know, getting wet. And then they act like jerks to us. They're not actually trying to show us contempt. They're just weak. Or maybe, you know, like when it comes to seating at a, an event, maybe somebody's not very good with seating charts or numbers or, or things like that. We say, well, it's, it's a mistake that you made, but it's not that big of a deal. Rashness, being too ready to, to do things. Propeteon, literally jumping into things too quickly. Rathumion is kind of similar translated as carelessness also could be translated as being like too easy with our commitments or things like that. And then finally it's translated here as illiberality, but it really means something like being stingy, being ungenerous, being the kind of person who won't help others out. A great example of this in a very trivial way, not giving so much money, but rather of time and attention. You're coming behind somebody. Do they actually hold the door open for you as you're going? Or or are they like, oh, pff, screw that guy? That would be an example of what we're talking about here as a, a kind of stinginess. But it could also be in money. It could be in all sorts of things. So if we look down on these other people, we're not going to be as bothered because we're going to be like, they don't really matter that much because look at what a screw up they are. You know, is this a great piece of advice? You have to decide that for yourself. He also tells us in that same passage, when it comes to the people that we're close with, we really need to avoid attributing this notion of contempt or neglect to friends, to servants, to our spouses or significant others, and to our family members. Why does it sometimes appear as if they are, you know, presuming or expecting something from us because they actually value us. So the tendency to feel or think that we're not being valued because of the way that they behave is sometimes stemming directly from the fact that they actually do value us. So he, he goes on and he says that our servants presume on our upright character, our epiakia, being a decent person. Our friends presume on our affection, our goodwill, our eunoia towards them. And so they're actually not thinking that we're impotent or ineffectual. They're actually thinking that we can do things and they're hoping and expecting for something good from us, that we are chrestos that is good to them or affectionate towards them. They're not actually looking down on us. They're actually 
treating us as if we're people who will give these nice things to them. So if we remind ourselves of that, then when the servant, we don't really have servants all that much unless we're rich, but you know, serving people are too familiar with us and seem to presume we can be like, ah, eh, you know, they do that because they actually think that I'm a decent person. When our friends demand or expect or things along those lines from us, we can say, well, I mean, they expect us to be behaving like good friends and benefiting them and showing them goodwill and affection. So they're not really taking advantage of us. Now that, you know, maybe in some cases they could be, but Plutarch says it can be very helpful for us to deliberately think about how we're interpreting things and then choose an interpretation of other people's motives that leaves out this belief of contempt or neglect by others. And if we do so, then we will be less angry and we can also use this as an aid to help other people be less angry and suggesting alternate motives for why people are doing things. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.